Welcome to Employee to Lawyer, the employment law podcast presented by NILA Illinois, the podcast that discusses the policies, regulations, and laws that affect our workplaces, presented primarily from the perspective of employee or plaintiff-side lawyers. We are your hosts, Ahmed Bindra and Max Barrett. We are members of the Board of Directors of NILA Illinois, the Illinois chapter of the National Employment Lawyers Association, a nonprofit collection of attorneys who empower workplace rights. And welcome back to Employee to Lawyer, the employment law podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Max Barrick. And I'm Amit Bindra. And thank you for coming back and listening. We are very lucky to once again be speaking with Alexandra Sosa, who is the executive director for FLAP. Alexandra has numerous accolades, including having received the Foundation Award from the Illinois Human Rights Commission. I would encourage everybody to go back and listen to her first episode, which has a little bit more of a robust biography and describes some of the important work that she and FLAP do on a day-to-day basis. Alexandra, welcome back. Thank you very much. (laughs) So this one's about you. Last time we got to talk about FLAP, about its mission, its history, and what it does. Now now the spotlight's on you. We get to talk about you. So can you tell us a little bit about your path to FLAP? So I was born in Medellin, Colombia, uh, and I grew up in a coffee farm. And then I moved to Europe, and then I came to Chicago like 21 years ago. And um, I met uh, the former executive director, Mr. Vincent Beckman, who was an attorney. And um, I started volunteering for the organization. And after that, they hired me to do community outreach and education. And then I was the legal assistant and then the paralegal and then the director of operations. And now I'm the executive director of the organization. Our mission is to improve working conditions and opportunities for very low-income workers. And I completely in love with this uh, mission of the organization. I wanted to do here in Chicago some kind of the work that my dad, who was a worker uh, who, who was an attorney who always was fighting for workers' rights and from workers' rights. So that's that's why I'm with FLAP. So is I was wondering this, because um, you've spent basically three decades working and helping essential workers. Was it your dad then who inspired you to do this work? Correct. Exactly. See, he since I was a kid, I was I, I grew up seeing him going to court and fighting for farm workers and specifically for coffee farm workers in Colombia. So when I grew up and it was time to go to law school, I wanted to be an attorney and I wanted to continue the work that he has been done for so many years. And now it's what is my passion to help these workers. How long did you uh, practice in Colombia? I worked in Colombia with the Attorney General Office for 10 years, and then I moved to Spain and lived in Spain for a year, and I worked at the Mexican Embassy in Spain, and then came to Chicago, and initially I worked with a non-for-profit organization called CIME, like the Coalition International for Mexican Award, and then I joined FLAP in summer 2001. So I, I always, I, this is kind of going to make this a, a, a personal question, but I'm curious because I've always found, you know, American imperialism and into South and Latin America to be a really obviously sad history. So the abuses on the coffee firms that you, you fought against, were those, what sorts of companies, were those individual just plantation owners who had their own shop? Were these like big American or, or European or other companies? Who were you dealing with and going up against? Because I mean, that's scary work. I remember reading a lot of books in college about how like people got killed doing that kind of work. People were really in danger standing up to those groups. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of everything, Max. You can see individual employers who are abused, same like here in the United States. 
So in fact, when I came to the United States and I wanted to continue doing that type of work, I said, I need to look for another type of job because that's not going to happen here. For my surprise, I discovered human labor trafficking and working conditions even worse than in my home country. So to answer your question, it's a combination. You see individual donors, uh, I'm sorry, individual um, owners of uh, farms, but also big companies, Colombians, but also Europeans. And uh, it's sad to say a lot of Americans, um, companies who of course, are looking for a cheap um, uh, labor, and then they go to countries like Colombia and, of course, abuse the workers. So I remember last episode, you talked a little bit about how your partnership with the Mexican embassy, and you go with FLAP to provide workers with knowledge about and awareness of their rights. Did you create that partnership then when you were in Spain? Is that how that worked out? No, um, it's just a coincidence that I work also with the Mexican embassy in Spain. And then when I came here, I, I, we have this partnership with the Mexican consulate. I would say the flap is the baby, is one of the babies of the Mexican consulate, because back in 1999, when a group of people wanted to incorporate our organization, they went to the Mexican consulate and looked for financial assistance. And the Mexican consulate was one of those uh, consulates and organizations who invested in, in, in incorporating FLAP. Since then, we started doing a partnership with the Mexican consulate that became stronger when I became the executive director of the organization back in 2010. And uh, we started going to the Mexican consulate every day and doing the presentations. And- so how did you find FLAP then once you came to the United States? Just a friend of mine, an attorney who is from Mexico also, she was on the board of the CIME, the International Coalition of Mexicans Board, and she told me about a position that they were looking for someone to do volunteer work in the summer. So I just called Mr. Vincent Beckman, who was the executive director at the time, and said, I want to volunteer for FLAP. And he hired me to do volunteer work. And after that, he saw the work that I was doing and was interested in me working with the organization and offering me a paid position. And I started slowly and until I became the executive director. Was it was that transition hard to go from Colombia to a short spent, you know, stint in Spain to America and our cold winters? It's it's because of the weather, it was very hard, and still <laughs> I have problems with the weather. Like I can't no use to the weather. I will rather more to be in a warmer place. Except for the weather, it's, it it was easy, but it, it, something that was very hard was to discover that the violations here are even even worse, are are the same or even worse, right? Um, so that was that was a little shock. I wasn't right. expecting that. Yeah, how are they worse? Just tell our audience a little bit about that end of things. There is a lot of discrimination that in our country happens, but in different ways. I will say that the human labor trafficking is more intense in this country, especially because, of course, there are more opportunities here than in our country. And the salaries are higher here than, of course, in our country. So people are more likely to be sex trafficking and human labor trafficking coming to the United States and going to Colombia, for example and in payment for wages also when it's kind of shocking to see that in Colombia, maybe a company owner won't pay to the worker wages for several reasons, but one is because it's not making enough profits, right, to make, to, to pay the wages. 
But here we are talking about companies who make $1 million, $2 million, $5 million, $30 million, and they refuse to pay to a worker minimum wage, $15 per hour. So it doesn't make any sense to me. I, it's something that I, I don't get it. I don't understand. It's something we don't understand either. It's, it's why all three of us have jobs and are all so busy because this stuff keeps happening. So let's take a step back and talk about your career in general. You've been with Flap now for, for what, 20 years? 21. I think you had an anniversary with the organization somewhat recently, didn't you? Yes, they gave me the Beckman Award for my 20 years at Flap, and that was in, in um, the, 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 the anniversary was in July 1st, but they gave me the award, the award in, in August. Can you talk about some of your proudest accomplishments, some of the things that you you feel best that you've accomplished or FLAP has accomplished while you've been with the organization? When I joined the organization, it was an executive director who was volunteering for the organization. And then it was me who were, I was also volunteering for the organization. As of today, we are a team of a, a bigger team and we are looking to hire in the next couple of weeks for people more so the organization grow from us when i joined the, the organization our budget i think was fifty thousand dollars a year and now we are at 2.3 million dollars during that year we filed in court 210 cases we sent 87 demand letters we distribute during the pandemic more than two million dollars in finance and assistance to the workers, essential workers. We distribute laptops. We deliver more than one million community hours and education material going to the workers, explaining the rights. And we now partner with 215, more than 215 organizations all over Illinois. So I think those are very, very big accomplishments. But I would say the one most important accomplish is the difference we are making in the community. And just to give you an example, I unfortunately met a, a, a young lady many years ago that was raped by, by a, a farmer. And every day she was raped and raped and raped. And she was very young. She was like 12 years old. And I convinced her to escape of that situation. And I got the support of the Mexican consulate. And we were able to send her to California, where her uncle lives. Now she's an attorney. And she writes to me almost, I will say, like every month. And she's like, hey, Alexandra. She texts me, how are you doing? I'm doing great. This is what I'm doing. Let me send you a complaint I wrote, blah, blah, blah. So that's what accomplished that. Of course, it's a big, it's a huge accomplishment in my life. And uh, examples like that, I can give you more. But I will say that the most proud I am of is that we are really giving the tools to the community to stand up uh, for the rights. That, that's incredible. And I, I also want to just really compliment you too on how you've evolved as an organization during COVID because all this happened very quickly. And I think you all have done an excellent job of making sure people know um, what's going on with the pandemic. You're offering financial assistance, which I think you kind of started up because of the pandemic. You've handled all of that transition really well and that difference, literally you're making lawyers, so that's cool. 
it's really awesome. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I agree with you. I think we did an excellent job during the pandemic. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. I just like asking this question just because to see what people say. You know, you've had a three decade long career, 21 years with FLAP. Is there anything you wish you would have changed done differently with a testament of hindsight? Hmm. Thinking about that question, I don't know, maybe try to convince more the foundations to give us more operating money, <laughs> like try to maybe explain better to the foundations how these essential workers are so fundamental to the economy of the United States, because it's only until the pandemic that they start realizing that. So sometimes I just think that I did a horrible job during the last 18 years because I didn't know how to convince them and how to let them know, like, no, because they're undocumented, they're not human beings. And we may have an accent when we talk, but not when we are working and we deserve to be paid for the work that we do. So that's 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 kind of like the only thing, I guess. And I really like how you, you reframed it and just stole essential workers and are not using that phrase. I think it's really smart what you've done Again, from the pandemic, it's a great silver lining of all of this. I'm going to cheat a little bit. Normally, we do a shout-out of the week, and we ask the guests for a shout-out. But I think I, I just want to shout you out. I mean, what you've done over the course of your career for FLAP, everything, the stories you're telling us, it's probably only a small portion of what you've actually done. There's so many short stories you probably can't even share with us. So thank you for all the work you do. We've been talking about the amount of time you put in and some of your, your victories. Do you feel like workers are starting to have in the populations you you work with are starting to have a better sense of what their options are or in that it's starting to make a difference and you're starting to hear people know that okay i gotta be paid a certain way or i have this right on discrimination i do think that community yes we i can see the difference from now than when i start with the organization i see workers who we help in the past going to other workers and telling them stand up for you, for your for your rights. One thing I am proud of uh, to complement my my other answer is we start a program called community navigators here in the organization. So we are hiring people who is from the community, like the typical worker who work for the restaurant and weren't paid for overtime. And now this worker who is also a flap worker, like a community navigator is going around the community telling others about the rights. So I can see the difference. One example is Lake County, for example. Uh, many years ago, I will say like 18 years ago, we started suing companies based in Lake County for no payment of overtime. Now you go to Lake County, those big companies, they do pay for overtime. They know FLAP is watching that. Then we sue them for illegal deductions for uniforms. Now they don't, they have, flapping their agenda for the landscaping association and Alexandra Sosa and they discuss that and then you are planning to take money for uniform don't do it because there is this Colombian lady watching <laughs> you so I think we we are really really doing a difference in the community I think the biggest compliment it it took me a while in my career to be okay with this I suspect you've You've been at this longer than I have, so your skin is probably thicker than mine. But I think the highest compliment you can get in knowing you're doing a good job is that they know this Colombian lady is watching you means you've made a difference and they're scared of you. <laughs> yes, I agree with you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I love that profile quote for you. I should have asked this in the last episode. How many attorneys does SLAP have? We have one who is a supervisory attorney. And then this attorney is partnering with different uh, law firms around. And I will say that we have 
available like 69 law firms to take our cases between workers' compensation, discrimination, employment. And specifically for employment law, we can reach out to 12 who are just ready to, to take a look to our cases. Tell us again how to find FLAP. Sure. You can call to our um, hotline. That is 1-888-451-3527. Or you can also send us an email at info at flapillinois.org. Again, call in our hotline. That is 1-888-451-3527 or sending us an email to info at flapillinois.org. And what are some of the different ways people can help the organization? Obviously, they can donate money. What else can people do? So they can volunteer for the organization. If you are a law firm interested in counseling cases on getting straight referrals, please contact us. If you are an attorney who does class action cases and you have Cypress money, please think about FLAP as a Cypress recipient. If you would like to work with the organization, we are actually looking for people to work with finances, development, community outreach and education to become community navigators. If you are a foundation interested in in supporting our work, please send me an email or call me and then we will get in touch with you and explain the work that we do. If you are an individual donor who would like to support our essential workers who bring the food to your table, that's another way to do it. If you are interested in joining our board of directors, we are looking for board members who will be interested in supporting our mission to improve working conditions and opportunities for low-income workers in Illinois. Alexandra, Thank you again for coming on, for giving us a chunk of your Saturday morning, for all your hard work, for really just everything you've accomplished and that you continue to do with your career. It's it's really inspirational and is certainly the kind of thing that helps me keep doing it. If that Colombian lady can put the fear of God into, into these big companies and in various counties, then the rest of us can keep up our fight too. So thank you for all you're doing and for giving us your story today. Thank you so very much to the two of you and also to the audience who are listening to us. This is a great opportunity to raise the profile of FLAP and encourage people and the workers to stand up for their for their rights. Muchas gracias. Thanks to those listening at home. Please subscribe and share and please check out FLAP's website and um, see how you can be of, of assistance to that organization. Our podcast is intended to provide general overviews of employment law. The statements and opinions provided in this podcast are just that, the host's opinions. We are not your attorney. This podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship and it's not intended to provide specific legal advice. For legal questions, please consult with an attorney.